right, that was a little 8-bit Friend of the Devil by Chris. You got a guess? <sighs> three for three. Three for three. Grateful Dead. That was a trap, you fucking dirty hippie. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the Devil is a friend of mine. Uh, hey, that was America's first white trash band. Didn't that, I that just was- fucking tell you to do current music? Because I don't know anything current. Chris, that was like... You're getting lazy. That, that was like the first kid rock, Chris. Dude, you're making me feel like a hashtag music head. <laughs> Maybe I'll recommend a novel today and put everyone on their heads. Oh, God, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, this is Best Friend of Me. I'm Chris Long. And I'm Johnny Can't Stand Ya. Oh, yeah, that's my fave. <laughs> uh, so, right out of the gate, I'm coming in hot with... Um, got some issues with uh, our... I don't even know what they are. They're, they're, I guess they're our best frenemies. Uh, Full Metal Podcast, Jugs and Jimmy. Oh, from Australia? Yes. Uh, who are apparently in just total lockdown right now because I seem to recall Jugs saying like, oh, we got this beat, mate. He said, we're going to solve this pandemic. He says, give us three days. We'll sort it out because we listen, mate. We're not stupid like you Americans. It- yeah, apparently his fucking gym is closed right now, <laughs> and he was in, like, shelter-in-place order for, like, three days. And like, they're running out of toilet paper. <laughs> all the shit. They're Basically, they're a year behind us. Yes. Yes. They're a year behind us. So, uh, does that mean, like, the Tiger King is just hitting over there? <laughs> Tiger King. Tiger King's and big. They haven't even seen WandaVision. Uh-oh. They're not watching Loki. Oh, there you guys are. <laughs> yeah, you guys are in for a treat. treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it kind of surprised me, though. Jugs, based on our podcast, the last one, just started watching Mr. Inbetween. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Mr. Inbetween, hold on. I need to do a retraction about Mr. Inbetween. Well, well, well. <laughs> so when we discussed that, I had watched the first season, and I didn't love it but i didn't hate it i was like you know chances are i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish out the series is it hard watching eight episodes with your arms folded the whole time (laughs) (laughs) silently judging (laughs) the screen uh oh and i forgot to mention last time um yes johnny like you i did watch it with subtitles because i have no fucking idea what those australians are saying yeah, for for reals, you gotta you gotta watch with subtitles. Yeah, I have no idea what. And they saying. have like, and then if you do understand the word, you're like, wait, what? What's a dunny? And I need some dimmies. <laughs> yeah, dimmies. But they did say at one point, oath. Oath. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that which was a jug thing. Fucking, Fucking oath. oath. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I finished the series. I guess there are two more episodes that haven't aired yet, but I'm caught up, dude. Season two really hit its stride. Like I felt the issues that I had in season one were resolved. The character was fully developed. I got the character. Um, the other characters became even stronger. Like yeah. it's not just the main character you care about now. There's like a whole cast of people where you're like, oh, he's on. I love this guy. So I, you're all nah, in. I'm all in, dude. And I'm really super bummed. There's only two more episodes. Like I just got into it i'm hoping and actually i think it came out the second to the last one came out yesterday i saw it last night oh was it good? so there's only yeah they're all good do you feel like they're gonna land this I, i've been telling chris this off air like i i saw the movie that the show was based on called the magician and 
I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. I'm planning on watching it after I finish the you series. You can... <laughs> I'm not even going to talk to any pirate friends for that because you can literally rent it on Amazon Prime for 99 cents. That's a little too rich for my <laughs> But, uh, so that movie has an ending. And then the show came on, which is based on the character. Now, if they're going to follow... The way that the movie ended and, and what's going on here, because it was more of like a, uh, his neighbor was in, in doing a documentary filmmaker and they like was doing it on a hitman, a document, a mockumentary on a hitman. Yeah. It's, and the show's not like that as much. Do they follow any of the plots in the documentary? Kind of. Yes. Well, don't tell me because I don't yeah. want to. That's the reason why I haven't watched it. I don't, don't want to ruin it. I'm hoping. That there's no possible way to wrap up the series finale, and that will leave room for a either um, a TV movie or a real movie. Well, I'm kind of bummed it's ending. Anyway, so I'm coming back to say I was wrong, and it's if you can get to season two, if you're kind of leery, uh, you know, and you're not feeling it, try season two, and I think you'll be all in. Chris, now back to oh, Full so Metal. anyway, hold on real quick. So Juggs apparently just started watching Mister In Between, which is a shock to me because it's filmed in Australia. And come on, like that's the only show he, they film in Australia, he, right? He explained to me that it's on like a cable channel out there, and oh, he's really? like, he he's like, it. he's like, I fucking refuse to pay for that channel to watch the show. But he said it was like, wow, this is really Australian. Yeah, he likes it too. Yeah, so that's good. So basically, Full Metal Podcast, they just keep building an army against us, Chris. One week. I don't understand it's, where this is coming from. It's it's baby big time Liam, the kid dynamite. He's on the show. And uh, then all of a sudden you got you got Big Cat, Jimmy. I used to I actually I used to like Jimmy. I love Jimmy, dude. But now he's kind of a dick. He's talking <laughs> shit about my footlock game. <laughs> and now they've they've added also who's about Dutch, who's like the same size as Jimmy, but he's got a cool mustache. <laughs> they they're they're trying to do a dream team against us, Chris. Well, they're gonna have to. So I said I said, Hey, you, you shots fired? You want the oh, smoke? So the last episode they had an episode drop, episode six dropped like two days ago. They fucking talk shit about us the whole episode. And you know what? I was being friendly because they're, you know, they're just starting out. And I was being friendly saying, would, if you guys would like to leave a message, I'll play it on air. Cross your, promotion. Cross promotion for your podcast. I have it right now. All right. Go ahead and play that. <sighs> you might want to put on subtitles. You're not going <laughs> to know what they're saying. Attention, listeners of the Best Frenemies podcast. Press stop on your devices now scroll down to the full metal podcast these bozos don't know what they're talking about listen to the full metal podcast it will enlighten your life through intelligent speech and an amazing comedy this is jimmy the big cat you heard it here first full metal podcast never mind what these bozos on the best frenemies are talking about they don't know what they're talking about and their jujitsu sucks okay that's just mean can Chris. you can you tell me what he said <laughs> I heard everything, but I couldn't understand. Are they speaking English? I heard they're jiu-jitsu rocks, is what I heard. <laughs> Isn't Jimmy a purple belt? Yeah. He can't even do footlocks. <laughs> What's he know about footlocks? Yeah, what does he know about footlocks? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, one day, I am going to stroll into Dawn Patrol. 
and the fucking full metal jujitsu crew is going to be there and i'm promptly going to tell jugs he's on my no roll list <laughs> there's no upside rolling with him are you just gonna say you've done it longer like jugs is uh is hoffa mendez second or third uh black belt i thought it was the second i think second yeah. There's a Canadian dude than Jugs. Well, dude, and he was like a freaking brown belt for like 32 years. Hoffa Angie Mendez. <laughs> Not ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like when they leave messages, though. <laughs> They're just fucking threatening. What <laughs> dicks. It's always, it's always, Jugs is more violence. Yeah. I'm going to see ya. You <laughs> know what? And you know, there's a troubling trend. I just think it's funny <laughs> that people are attacking me like they normally attack you. I'm normally the good guy. I'm the one that they're like, Chris, I can't believe your friend is such an idiot and doing all this shit. Now everyone's doing that crap to me. Like on this episode, we are going to have a very special guest, Professor Tynan, who's going to come on. Well, he was promoting some people last week and he looked at me and said, not today, Chris. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck? I'm not asking him from asking for my black belt. Like he's beating me. And then you know, so what, Chris? Ab- July fourth was uh, uh, Sunday. So you and I were like like old men. Like hey, uh, let's not go to Dawn Patrol tomorrow. Dude, because we're that's gonna be not up. what happened. We first told everyone we were gonna. Well, go. we have a thread. We have an accountability thread with like five of us, and you were like. Who's going tomorrow? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to be there. And, then, like, We're there. <laughs> and then like 10 o'clock at night, I get a text from Chris going, um, I think that was a bad idea. We agreed to go. Yeah. I, it's like a war zone. It's like flu. It's uh, like Baghdad. Fallujah outside. over here. It's Baghdad outside my house right now. I don't think we should go. And I'm like, oh, dude, just say the word and I'll totally get I'll you back. I'll back you up on this <laughs> right. But you know what? I said the word and you waited like freaking a half an hour. <laughs> I, I will, yes, I, I was counting. I wanted to be obvious. I was counting. <laughs> uh, so we didn't go. So anyway, you were like, go on Tuesday. I'm like, I don't go on Tuesdays. Those don't count. I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Because I went on a Tuesday last week just to fuck with you. And it totally screwed up my <laughs> schedule. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. So I go today. Today's Wednesday. What does Professor Tynan say? Oh, we start our week on Wednesday now, uh, no, Chris? At first, he wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> we're like doing warm-ups i'm like is professor tynan mad at you right now chris and then he finally was like chris we just start on wednesdays now uh i'm <laughs> hoping when he comes in here today on the podcast he is going to make amends for his behavior <laughs> and <laughs> apologize to me and say chris i'm really sorry for treating you like johnny <laughs> that's it that's all it would take and i'd be you like know, we're good professor this is a hundred percent your fault because you know what happened I decided one day that I was going to train. We had a bet for me to train five days a week. And after I did that, I was like, you know what? kind of stoked I did five days a week. So then I went back the next week and trained five days a week. And after that, you got all pissy with me and started telling everyone, guys, it's not an accomplishment. The only reason Johnny's doing that is because he's gunning for his black belt. And this started this huge joke. Now, every single day I hear, it happens so much that like people are like, you come all the time and I've just completely given in now i'm like yeah it's because i'm gunning for my black belt you've leaned into it i just leaned into it because there's dude there's no way around it you know the best part is uh professor Guy mendez was at class today <laughs> before class started and i was like hey professor 
you know when you show up, Johnny thinks, today's my day. <laughs> and he just looked at me and was shaking his head. Nope. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll tell you fuckers right now. Sooner or later, they're going to have to give it to me. You know what? But <laughs> the thing is, it's like uh, Lucy allowing Charlie Brown to kick the football. Yeah. Come on. You got to be consistent. I think you should never get your black belt. <laughs> Because it'll just be funny. Chris, You'll be gunning it, for your black belt at like 60. It'll be so funny when you put it in my uh, coffin at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. Hilarious. Dude. I would never do that. The Paul Walker <laughs> yeah, on you. Dude. dude, if you do that to me, if I die at Brown Belt, I will come back and haunt you. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to put it around your neck though, like Michael Hutchins. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> Make it look like I'll bury you with black belt asphyxiation, Chris. And actually, if I do that... <laughs> Put a black belt around me and then um, tell uh, Tynan, like, it's on you. Yeah. This was a hint. He wanted this black belt. <laughs> like, Chris, if you, owe, if, you, if you go off the wagon in OD, I'll put a black belt around your neck and be like, it's on you. It's on you. He wanted his all, black belt. All he ever wanted was his black belt. Death by black belt. <laughs> yeah. All right, deal. Deal. All right. Uh, so we, we're talking about we're talking to Professor Tynan, and then we are going to recommend some stuff. We're going to recommend some stuff. Oh, what's our top five? I'm all over the board, dude. That's why you introduced us to it. Yeah, why did you step on me, dude? Because you had that blank look. Oh, uh, fine. Face. You know what? The next segment, I'm going to go. Thank you for that intro, Donnie Darko. That is my son. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, we are going to do top five emotional movie scenes, and we're embarrassed to say made us cry i'm not embarrassed at all with my picks i'm single i gotta show these tender bitches <laughs> that i'm sensitive and in touch with my emotions these are my five scenes from the notebook chris <laughs> <laughs> oh the notebook that's it yeah. that's all five all five of them and in of scene <laughs> uh so then we as johnny said we're gonna recommend some stuff and that will be our uh podcast we're coming in hot we're recording a lot lately i know and every time jamie is like hey what? when did you record i'm like don't worry about it <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hold this one back though we're gonna hold this one back before you go on your trip we're gonna, we're gonna pull a, a full metal podcast and we're gonna sit on it for a while we're like the dudes at the gym that like gotta think about not going to the gym so much because you don't want to get too big <laughs> you know what i mean i mean I know. <laughs> we have so many fans <laughs> we have so many fans now uh all right well let's go ahead and get this show on the road Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. You forgot what we were doing. No, I pointed at you to do it because you said you were going to say your it. Son. <laughs> I was it it's your son. I was joking. That kid barely talks to me, dude. <laughs> All right. So, Top 5. Five emotional scenes from movies. 
I said that we are embarrassed to admit we like, but you're not embarrassed. So just top five emotional movie scenes. Take it away. What's your number five? Okay, coming in at number five, I'm going with <laughs> the end of Varsity Blues where Bubba makes the catch on the ladder play. Oh, my God. <laughs> And Cooter drank, because that's what Cooter does. And Bubba cried, because <laughs> that's what Bubba does. <laughs> I've probably seen that movie 20 times. Oh, that's a Levon movie. If, I, if I'm perusing the channels and that's on, that's staying. I don't want your life. <laughs> How many times hey, so does that come up with us, dude? Oh, all the time. James <laughs> Vanderbeek really peaked with Varsity Boys. Yeah, yeah. He really peaked. Uh, okay. Uh, my number five is the movie. Hold on. I can't open my fucking. Whoa. Look who's unprepared right now. I'll just talk while Chris tries to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) The Pixar movie up the first 10 minutes of the film, uh, where there's a montage of, uh, Carl and, uh, Ellie in the, uh, going over their life and can't have kids that fucking gutted me dude dude, i mean and the thing is normally emotional scenes don't come right at the beginning they keep breaking the piggy bank (sighs) and it it is fuck man and i i don't know if when that movie came out if i understood if i understood those scenes as much as i do to this day because i've seen it recently and it gutted me dude yeah, it was rough. Like they can't have kids. When they like, and yeah, and the way they did it was just oh, top notch. Yeah, it was. Uh, they completely told a story without using any dialogue, just visuals, and it was very clear. Yeah, it was rough. When they when they show them like redoing the nursery, like painting over. Yeah, that was. That rough. was oof. Yeah. All right. What's your number four? Number four is uh, the movie About Time when he plays ping pong with his dad one last time. Man, I love that movie. I lo- <laughs> It was such a good movie, and it didn't get any love, no. I felt, when it first came out. Most people, like, I... What? Time trap? Like, yeah. what? And the, the thing is... His explanation for it is you just go in the closet and close your eyes. Well, our, we can do this. Our family can do this. And that's all they, how they explained it. You know, but they set it up really well. It was a... I don't know. And also, too, about that, I tell people, like, it's a love story, but it's a love story between a father and a son. Yeah. Which is more impactful to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, okay. Uh, my number four is, hold on, my fucking phone closed. Oh, wow. Again. All right. In the movie, and I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I didn't love... The movie Titanic, as much as everyone else did. Because I heard everyone, like, Jamie and I saw it super late. Everyone was like, oh, my God, you got to see it, you got to see it. But the scene toward the end when the ship is sinking and you see that elderly couple lying on bed, spooning each other, and the waters rising up. up. Which is, that is a real couple who did that, that decided, like, the woman was like, I'm not leaving my husband and they just went back to their room and that was it fucking died together they just were like i'm too old for this shit (laughs) yeah dude and that's man that was rough like it was cool too when the band they're like fuck it and they all just kept play kept playing that was pretty that was pretty punk right there yeah you know what if i were in that band i'd be like 
I'm out of here. I'm out, bitches. <laughs> like, I'm not hanging out. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right, what's your number three? This is kind of a bummer list. Whose idea was this? This was your idea. I know it was, and I immediately regret it. Okay, Chris, coming in hot at number three, The Notebook. <laughs> oh, God. When, when he dies right after her in the same bed. Spoiler alert! Yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck. It's The Notebook, dude. <laughs> you haven't seen The Notebook by now. Uh, <laughs> Unless I'm dating you and you haven't seen The Notebook because you, you weren't old enough when it came out. And then, <laughs> then we're all good. Oh, The Notebook, Johnny. I don't like hey, seeing old movies. Dude, if I just ruined it for a girl because she wasn't old enough to see The Notebook when it came out, then I'll take her on her first Hummer limo tour, okay? Whoa. <laughs> hum- oh, oh, vehicle. Yes. Hummer vehicle. Okay. I'll take, her to, I'll take her to Vegas for her first time. And we'll be done. It's good. Yeah. Um, Number three, Chris. Yeah, no shit. The ending of Field of Dreams when he realizes it was his dad. That movie fucking sucked, Chris. That was a boring baseball movie. Dude. <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Dude. The book was good. The natural. Actually, you know the what? The natural was you know way what? better. He had. He I'm talking. It's my fucking list. He had the bat lightning. And it was, and it was the dad. Lightning. And he introduces. Oh, this is your. Gra- oh, this is Ray. Uh, oh, this is Shoeless Joe Jackson. And I'm... <laughs> so initially, the book, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, the writer was J.D. Salinger. Oh, really? Yeah, but when they made the movie, J.D. Salinger was like, I'll fucking sue you if you <laughs> use my name. So they're like, all right, let's make a freaking... James Earl Jones yeah. is a writer. So, but yeah, it was uh, J.D. Salinger. I mean, I like the, like, when he built the baseball field and when the baseball players showed up but i re- i remember that movie being pretty boring dude all right fair enough but i'm just saying that scene was that was rough that was rough all right go ahead i'm seeing a pattern here <laughs> with us dude and so um the end of the movie uh big fish with you and you and mcgregor Yes. Did you ever see that movie? I did, but I don't remember it that well. Told a bunch of elaborate stories, and it reminds me a lot of my dad. Like, my dad would tell us stories that my brother and I were like, we always thought were bullshit. Then my my mom would tell us like, no, that actually happened. Like my dad, like marched with Martin Luther King. Our grandpa knew the famous Duke, the Hawaiian surfer Duke. Like, was buddies with them. We're like bullshit. Turned out. Totally true. So I have a question though. If your dad marched with Martin Luther King Jr., why is your favorite Guns N' Roses song? <laughs> Going right back to it, dude. How, how do you explain that, bro? It make no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. The, that, that's, that's the it. only line that's you can it. sing. That's I'm it. Much too high. <laughs> <laughs> much too high. Uh, Anyway, I'm trying to bring levity to this freaking downer of top five. Uh, okay, my number two is one of my favorite movies of all time. The ending of Shakespeare in Love. When they have to be, she has to go with her, her husband and leaving William Shakespeare. And Yeah, it was a, it was a bummer. Who, who, was the, uh, who was the main girl in that movie? Uh... Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. Fiona. She was really, really. I know. Viola. She Viola. Was, she was a smoke show back then. Yeah. That was before everyone hated her. 
Like, it's really weird. Before she people, started goop. Do, well, dude, dude, she's so out of touch now, yeah, dude. Freaking people hate Gwyneth Paltrow, Anne Hathaway. Madonna. Like, <laughs> I get Madonna. Yeah. I get Madonna. Good. <laughs> oh, I love Shakespeare. I actually got in a fight, almost came to blows, because... Saving Private Ryan was up for Best Picture against Shakespeare in Love, and Shakespeare in Love won. Yeah. And so I got in an argument with some guys like, man, that was a robbery. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Shakespeare in Love was great. Oh, dude. Like, are you saying you like that better than Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> what is your major <laughs> malfunction? <laughs> <laughs> the weird part is it happened at the gay bar you're working in in Long Beach. <laughs> Ripples, yeah. Hey, those, hey, those Sh- bears. Hey, shout out to Ripples, dude. Those bears. <laughs> they like the private Ryan. They like. The they like saving the pri- or Ryan's privates. <laughs> shaving Ryan's <laughs> privates is, uh, I think, the movie they got confused with. All right, what's your number one? <laughs> My number one is uh, the Disney movie Onward. When he realizes he doesn't need to meet his dad after all, he never knew his dad. And he realized that like every father lesson, he was already taught by his big brother in life. I've never seen that movie. Fucking devastating. Well, it's, you know, my big brother raised me pretty much. He was like the only constant thing. Billy. So is this the one that's on Disney Plus that yeah. premiered? In Disney? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Check it, it out, dude. All right, I'll check it out. All right, my number one. The end scene of Dead Poet Society. Oh, Captain, my captain. When he stood up yeah, and saluted, and then everyone stood up like, thank you, boys. Uh, that was a kind of a weird movie, that one, too. Dude, I remember watching And, it. you know, now I kind of take the parent's side. <laughs> like, wait, you got my son all, I sent him off to boarding school, and then you got him all super obsessed with drama and killed himself? I remember going into that movie and not knowing anything about it. Yeah. Just like, all right. I can't even remember. Maybe it was on a date. I don't know. And was just like comp- captivated the entire time. And it was like, dude, Robin Williams is like a real actor. Like, but Chris, take, take the parent side for a second. Imagine sending your kid off to school. And he, I want to be an actor. And he gets all super exe- obsessed with his teacher and... And gets all crazy with the, with it, and the then name, ends up killing himself, dude. Come on. The name's Nuanda. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I I take the parent side now. Well, because you're you're part of the the machine, the oh, parent machine. Oh, sorry. You're part of the machine. I'm going with the kids, like a life of art, and oh, never mind. I have that, yeah. and it sucks. <laughs> It's all right. Never mind. I take the parents. You should be a banker, or a lawyer, or a doctor. I have to, you know, I often wait. I'm like, son, you can be whatever you want, but I just hope it's something that you can get a job right out of college, <laughs> like a banker or a freaking not even a banker. That's too shady. He'll go to prison. A doctor, or a lawyer, or something, mathematician, but he wants to be a clothing designer. Oh, but, like your wife? Yes. So that's their bond, though. It is. They might start a clothing company together. I don't know. My wife That's, and that's pretty good, though, because you know what? You, you dress stylish, and I know it's just your wife laying out your clothes for you. In the uh, actually, but <laughs> she rolls her eyes whenever I put on a jujitsu shirt. Yeah. She just shuts down. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't take any credit for me. I go to a, uh, I'm going to a wedding like next week, next weekend, 
and uh, I'm trying to incorporate jujitsu gear into it. <laughs> my wife was like, "You got to wear all white and black. How about my gi?" <laughs> yeah, dude. I could wear my gi. Got a white gi and a black gi. What do you need? I know. I could mix and match. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Anyway, that is top five emotional movie scenes, and I totally apologize for this Debbie Downer scene. Yeah, Chris picked it. <laughs> all right. Today we have special guest, Chris and I's professor, Professor Tynan Dalpra. Here I am. <laughs> uh, Johnny, that's um, Professor Sexy Tynan. <laughs> <laughs> he just said to say that, all right? <laughs> I do what my professor says, Johnny. Show more, some more respect. Then. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Okay, I'm starting See, to feel this is like how I like. I was a little worried <laughs> that, um, so historically, um, you've given Johnny shit. And I'm like your favorite student. But, you know, I couldn't help but notice last week you were doing promotions and you found me in line and said, today's not your day, Chris. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not gunning for my black belt. <laughs> you know, but uh, with your weeks now starting only on Wednesdays, it makes it a little <laughs> bit difficult. <laughs> you know, for you guys that, that just listen to the podcast and you guys don't know him personally... <laughs> He used to be very consistent, and I don't know what's going on with him now. I, I, I'm, I'm, supposed, <laughs> I'm supposed to ask his wife. Uh, I'm just shaking my head over here, Chris. We're not mad, Chris. We're just disappointed. Just no, actually, you. you need to, every time you, this happens to you, you need to know that you're, you're messing up with yourself. It's not like us, because <laughs> you're, you're postponing your black belt. <laughs> it's not me. This is not my decision. Fair enough. <laughs> uh fair enough but you know the thing is so you had the christmas party at dr mike's house and my wife was like because it was still pandemic was still going on oh yeah and my right. wife was like you are not fucking gone like you cannot go like that super spreader event oh so what does johnny do he fucking facetimes me and my son picked up the phone oh that was a good story and <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, there's Johnny and Professor Tynan. I'm like, 
Johnny, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, Chris? Uh, my wife won't let me come. <laughs> my wife will. I was so pissed at you. I did something back. What did I do back at you? You do something to me every day, Chris. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard <laughs> to keep a track of it. Hey, but you know what? I have noticed, too, that Johnny's going five days a week. Um, so I go three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So no. I'm almost. When, but when, Johnny, let's correct that Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> you say, All right, this you week. You say two days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's three. <laughs> so we're gonna do Wednesday. And All Friday. right. Okay. Fair enough. This week, I was gonna say fuck it. I'm going tomorrow, but I'm not going tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Johnny starts on Wednesdays and Fridays since he was there getting extra uh, attention on Tuesday. He's starting to coach me. He's telling me, oh, Chris, you're doing this oh, wrong. Oh, I, I know the move because I go, I go extra day. days. Exactly. This is unacceptable. Johnny <laughs> correcting me. <laughs> I felt like before Johnny was trying to get between us, but I felt, now I just feel that he's already in between us. There's nothing. There's nothing. It was great having you on the podcast. It was great having you on the podcast. We've got to go now. No, this is unacceptable. Now, hey, hey, there's only one thing that you can do to fix this. And it's attendance showing up. <sighs> you got to at least one week. You got to come up five times. Come on. You got to show up. <laughs> Since five you times. asked me, I will do that. It can be any other week. You can look, you can come five times and then not show up for months. Take some time off, Chris, whatever. <laughs> All right. I will do it. It can't be next week because I'm leaving, going to Utah. So when I get back, I will go five days. And I'm going to make Wendell come with me because he's my, he's my jujitsu. You would think Johnny was, yes. but Johnny, we don't roll together. He's on my no roll list. I see. I see. Yeah. Why? Because it's just going to be. He just squat stalls. Ru ruined the relationship. Dude. No, yeah. I, I learned today it's not squat stall. I have balance. If you can't get me off balance, <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> I heard, I heard so, it from the professor. Oh, have, you tried, have you tried to squat stall? Yeah. Did he? It doesn't work. China, what do you do me. when he squat stalls? What do you do? How do you get There's a couple. What, what professors usually do to me is they put their feet on their hips, on my hips, and lift me up and then lower me back down into a arm bar. Did you do that to him? I mean, it's kind of hard when, like, the person's, like, three feet tall. Yeah. It, 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 you know, um, I'm, on a, I'm, a, like a, I'm a 5'10", 5'11", 180 pounds. There's no way I'm not lifting him up. I know. It's kind of like, you know, like the, the, what's that parkour guy? Whenever Hulk. I'm going with Johnny, baby Hulk. No, this is the funny thing, right? So whenever I'm going with Johnny, I'm uh, before I I was always making the same mistake because I was trying to use technique. <laughs> <laughs> but then you gotta understand that technique only works with people that you do technique. Yeah, when you're unorthodox, I like to say I'm unorthodox. <laughs> so whenever whenever I go with him, uh, I just do whatever he does. He just goes crazy back. Yeah, oh, dude, I gotta watch you guys roll. Hey, on Friday open mat will you guys roll because i oh, just want to sit there no, on friday we're doing like eight minute rounds oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> today johnny what did three three minutes he destroyed me chris oh damn. like it it felt like a a blanket of nightmare on me the whole time yeah. i'd moved to the right i couldn't i I kept trying to move to to get oxygen, and it was <laughs> it was like the anaconda in the in, no, no, no. I, in the I was, jungle. I was taking him into deep waters today. Oh. No, you know what? And it so was his black belt test. <laughs> he, how do you do? <laughs> he failed. <laughs> uh, so I rolled Professor Tynan today too, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm like loosey goosey. I'm moving." I thought, and then I was like, "Oh, dude, he's just toying with me, making <laughs> me work," and I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted. Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, so let's stay on target. Okay. Uh, how old were you when you came from Brazil to train at AOJ? So when I first came to AOJ, it was in 2014, and I was 13 years old. When I first visited, not I like not joined the team, just visited AOJ for about a week. I was uh, 13 years old in 2014. I think it was February. You posted some pictures the other day of comparison baby tynan to professor tynan like i forget how how young all you guys were dude i know we were at that i think that photo i was 14 already so you're 20 right now right yeah 20 lucky see when i was 14 i was this size now I'm 47 and I'm this size too. Well, I feel like you're shrinking. Yeah, Sometimes, probably. You know. like if you cut your hair too much, you feel like you look short. <laughs> what do you think of his hair? I mean, he was kind of patterning. I mean, it, it's better to have it than not have it, right? right? That's right. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you guys don't know, I mean, people can't see you. <laughs> if you guys can't see it, Chris is actually bald. You know what? Chris I'm really not liking this interview <laughs> right now. I thought this was gonna be a great interview. You're like, it'll be I'm great. taking, I'm taking the Johnny share of shit right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so you were 14 years old. Wait, where did you meet the Mendez brothers? I met them at the Pen Kids because I traveled from Brazil to compete at Pen Kids. And then. Uh, How did you do that year? I won. Oh, you destroyed. So. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I won. I had three fights. And then uh, I ended up winning all three. And then that's when I met them. But I actually, I didn't meet them because I knew them. I met them because their team was like huge. They were just like a huge team of kids dude they had a huge when i first started yeah it was like the competition team like kids huge. was huge and then that's why it took my attention first and then uh right away i recognized that they were the professors and uh, i went over i spoke to them i asked about the academy and where it was located if it was close by the competition was in long beach so then uh, it was close by and uh the next the following monday i came to train did so, your dad take you out yeah, down my dad. Yeah, my dad was here with me for that uh, for the for that pen kids, and then he just drove me down to AOJ. So now your dad, he's a black belt, and David Bra- Dapra. Uh, yes. And so when he came, so you came and you traded here for like a week, and you went back to Brazil, and then did they just say, "Hey, do you want to come be in our team, move out here?" And no, actually. Uh, the story was that I went back to Brazil before I even spoke to them. My dad always actually was always telling me that he wanted me to move out to America just to live here for better conditions of living and safer. He wanted me to come here for school and not even thinking about just to just thinking about like my life. Just so like college or like high school, just better opportunity no, for, at first a high school and then later on college. Okay. But he wanted me to do like my education here. Okay. Uh, not that not that where I studied in Brazil was bad, but it was just uh, reg- regardless if I did get the diploma or not, I wasn't gonna do anything with it. So it, it's just hard for you to use that as an opportunity for a job or for work back home. So then uh, he wanted me to be more productive with my study or with my life. So he wanted to send me here, even if it was for jutsu or not. Uh, back then, I used to train already. I was uh, I started training when I was five, so it wasn't five. very serious, but it was like it was something that I had in mind. And whenever I spoke with the Mendes brothers, and I went back home, and actually when I trained here, and then I went back home, 
that's when I started to study more jiu-jitsu and I understand about like IBJF and all those federations and like the world champions and everything and who like this person has this many world titles and then this brothers have the academy and then they leave off this because in Brazil it's kind of hard to imagine I would say because a lot of people they like for example my professor he used to teach like he had a big school but he couldn't leave off that so he had a a separate job like a side job oh no like kidding. where he would work that's why a lot of academies in brazil they only have training at night because the professor works all day and that's the only time they have to teach there's nobody in brazil that you can name it that lives after jiu so that can say like hey i just teach that's all i do really yeah that's crazy yeah especially because and that's why i think it actually it helps people uh, because whenever they get the protein, they really go after it. Because here is some, like, this is something I see now. I see a lot of people, like, they're kind of, like, uh, trying and waiting for an opportunity, and then they get it, and then they just got to let it pass, and then they wait for another one. Those guys, they ain't letting that happen. So, like, whenever there's an opportunity, they go after it. Even if it's small, if it's going to change their life just a tiny bit, they're going after it. They're just, like, it's almost like uh, they're, like, sharks hunting for something. And So... I mean, even like, <clears throat> like the the academies in in Brazil, like doing seminars, like traveling, like that doesn't supplement. No, because uh, is it because there's so many? Not even that, but it's just the. I would say everything starts with the culture. Like, the culture is completely different. People in Brazil, they will only pay to go to seminar f- from somebody that's like known or famous or like a world champion just a regular guy won't do it yeah they just it's not because they don't want to but it's because like everything in brazil it's either you're either poor or you're really rich there's no like middle class or people that like can you know they can decide what they do with their money it's either like you make a little bit of money and you kind of like survive off that or you make a lot of money and you're uh, you're on to something else you know so like i think those people they don't go to seminars not because they don't want to but because like you know, they don't have the money to go. Yeah. So when I teach seminars in Brazil, uh, like the last one that I taught me and professor, we had uh, 400 people in oh the seminar. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had to use mics. And uh, but four, 470 people, those were from a project, like social project, people from uh, what we call the favelas, from like the, the really like ghetto side. We gave 70 spots for the little kids and kind of like uh, teenagers to come on the, on the seminar for free. So what's, that, what's the academy that big or you just crowd everyone? No, we, we actually, we initiated the seminar thinking to do on an academy, like inside an academy, like kind of like a big academy. But we had to move to a, like where they throw events in my city. Like just this huge place and we had to like uh, get like pay rent and everything. But it was okay because like it was a lot of people, but it was crazy is that uh, 400 people on the mat trying like to listen and share the same thing is a lot of people. So seminars, I mean, I've been to a couple, like they demonstrate the move and then you kind of start doing it and they walk around and like, I mean, could you even walk around or are you just like, all right, do it. Like, to be honest, it's, you know, it's, it's. I feel bad, like I feel like we should, like if I would have done it again, I would have separated in groups, like 
you know, 8 a.m., 100 people, 9 yeah, and like yeah. 10 a.m., 100 <laughs> people, because like there's some people, there's people there that they travel from a different country. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And yeah. then I just, mean, like <laughs> to come see us and I never, I didn't even speak with them. And then I just, I just, not because I didn't want to, but because like I didn't have the opportunity, so many people. And there was people that today, they messaged me and it's like, hey, I was on your seminar. And it's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> it's like, I, f I feel bad. Like, uh, I feel if I was in their spot, I would like at least a five minute attention. You know what I mean? And that's the least that me as a coach or me that's teaching a seminar that's having people spend money on it. That's the least I can do for them. Dude, but 400, I mean, so, dude, how, that's crazy. Uh, your dad is a, is a black belt. Did he start jiu-jitsu before you? Did you guys start at the same time when you guys were younger? No, he started before me. So he started in 2003, and I started in 2005, like two years later. Okay. Right when, I, I, when he got his blue belt, that's when he tried to get me on it. Because that's, at first he was still trying to. Would you go to, to like the gym and watch your dad train? No, not at first. Uh, because uh, in 2000 three or four in brazil there was no kids training yeah you know what i mean so like there was, there was really a, yeah there was like an adult environment the the jujitsu like for kids wasn't big it was just people were starting just when they were like 15 and i was five <laughs> so no like kidding. he huh. would sometimes he would take me but he would see that it wasn't a fun environment for me to be in like everybody was laughing and i was just like has that changed now do younger kids train oh yeah 100 um i feel with you know, just with the media and everything, it just changed. And uh, today in days, like AOJ, you see kids training with like three years old. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, when I when I first started training, at least for the first five years, I was just training with adults pretty much. And it's, it was fun, but it wasn't competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, it was cool for me. I was training. I was on a mat. But I wasn't actually going with somebody like my size or somebody that's a kid. You were just the juvenile I was, to be honest, I was just the guy that everybody was going easy on, you know, because it's, it's hard. And so it's kind of like Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. like what Johnny does today. Yeah. Does, All know? right. Fair enough. So when you <laughs> came over here, like, like for, you moved over here. Were you part of the Believe and Achieve program? No. So if I wasn't brought by them. Okay. Like I, I actually just came with like uh, my parents supporting me and then I came to America and uh after a couple months later then i was supported by believe and achieve with like a sponsorship but if i didn't the program that they had they had it was bringing people from brazil so like they were helping them financially come into america yeah and i i wasn't part of that so for example today and days i'm part of the believe and achieve team but i wasn't part of the the bringing here i i, I came here on my own i started training i competed a couple a bunch of tournaments then eventually I got the, the sponsorship, but what, I, I wasn't part of that. So when you, so your age, were you 14 or 15 when you moved over here? I was 14. So you, did you live on your own? Like how did that? So when I first moved here, I live on, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, right by the airport. Okay. Yeah. So it. It's close if you have a car, but it's far if you're on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I realized today in days. I was like, man, I, I when I drive by, it's like I live so close. And then when I, thinking so back then. So you would ride your bike. Yeah, it was like an hour. 
And I never <laughs> saw how far it was. I never thought about it. Uh, I came and then I was... Uh, but you were on your own at 14. Yes, I was just... I was somebody's roommate. And, that is crazy. Uh, the lady... I knew the lady. I spoke to her, but it was hard because she was working all day. And I was training all day. And uh, we wouldn't see each other much. And I was her roommate. And then I would just... What, what happens is that my dad came with me. And he got me kind of like uh, set it up with like a bike and everything, with training, with a couple of gears, with supplements. And then he went back home and then just, uh, he just told me, like, if you really want to do this, you got to work. So did you, were you like homesick? I mean, at 14, I would have been, dude, dude there's been no crying. way. I would have been like, I would have had one bad day and be like, I want to go home. I want to, yeah. Take me home. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no to be honest, it's, it's different because I see the kids today and there's an AOJ at like 14. It's like the, not the material level, but like I was super, in, uh, I didn't depend on my parents at all. Like I would, even back home when my parents were working all day. So I would be doing everything on my own. I would go to school. I would go to eat. I would grab lunch. I would hang out with my friends. And then I would just come back home at night. So, like, when I moved here, I didn't really feel that homesick because I wouldn't see my parents a lot. They were working all day. Yeah. And then when they got home, they were tired from work. And then when I got home, I was late because uh, I had training at night. So, like, I didn't uh, face those problems. But I see today in days with the culture and with the way how people live here, if I was from here, for sure, I would have felt it. And I wouldn't, I actually don't want to do that to my kids. You know what I mean? Because it's just, I don't know. My parents. You were super they, independent at yeah. a young age. And my parents, they also had me like really young. So, like, of course, I don't blame them. And uh, I just felt like that. It's not because sometimes I would have this thought when I was younger. It's like, oh, they, I don't know, they're not, they didn't want to give me attention. But it's like, they actually had to work. And today, me working, I understand. You know what I mean? Wait till you have a, wait till you have a kid, dude. And yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like and you'll do anything. I mean, to like my son was, is 16 years old, so two years older than you were. There's no way <laughs> he could survive. Like, he won't even go get his own dinner. No, he's like, hey, what are you get, what are you gonna make me for for dinner, Papa? And I'm like, you know where the food is. What? I can't do that. I dude, mean, how scary is Prof Titan's family? His dad's black belt. His wife's a black belt. He's a black belt. That's a that's a pretty scary family walking down and the street. My, dude. my sister just tra- just just started training. I back. saw that. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh, she did. How yeah. old is she? She's now fourteen. Oh, yeah. dude, another killer. It's, yeah. Yeah. You're getting a crash course in not just jujitsu and competition, but like you're you're dealing with world class caliber athletes. That I mean. I see that you're you're dealing with sponsorships now, and I'm seeing that like I'm going live, and you know at two o'clock today, and you're you're like doing interviews, and that's that's got to be crazy. Yeah, actually, everything is happening really fast. But it was something that I've always spoke to Professor Gee about, and the uh, the AOJ situation with like teaching and everything. I still have to show like a, some work, and I like just now I'm starting to show a little bit more you know like with the 6m classes with the kids classes before i was just a uh like somebody helping because professor was still teaching now i'm actually somebody leading like i'm I'm actually leading the class and deciding how the class has to go and managing the classes uh, the kids classes at aoj and then slowly trying to get into adult classes at 6 a.m 
now I'm starting to take the next step, you know. So I still there's still a lot lot of ways to go, and at the same time, what I think I'm doing it, and that was something that Professor Gui always try to teach me is like try to do both at the same time, even though it's harder. Like the career as an athlete and the career as like a professor, people usually they not that they waste their time, but they wait to do the professor career later on once they retired. Like, I'm doing that both at the same time. Yeah, well, it's rare to meet someone that can do both, too. Yeah, I think that's why. Like, yeah. I've, I've had some people teach me that were really good at competing. Yeah. And maybe not as patient as a teacher. Compared, yeah. You know, and this is, <clears throat> this is not blowing sunshine up your ass. I'm being totally <laughs> honest. I've said is this, this. Is this I've, part of your black belt? <laughs> <I've> said, <laughs> no, I'm not Johnny. I'm fine where I'm at. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. Uh, no, there have been times in any, like the crew of us, like Johnny, Wendell, Andrew, and John Patrol. Uh, we, man, you'll be teaching something and you'll do a detail and we're it's like, it's always one. We're like, what the hell? Like, uh, that would have been helpful to know like eight years ago. Like, and you've told <laughs> things. So you're like, Dude, mind blown. Yeah, it's always one extra little detail that we were never shown before. That, yeah, never shown. And that, like, was, changes everything. <laughs> like, that totally makes sense now. <laughs> um, no, that's, uh, you know, and that's a thing. I mean, I've gone to different academies, and, you know, not everyone can teach. You know, I think. No, and you're you're doing all this, too, at a time, like, especially competition, like. I don't remember a couple of years ago being it's so easy to watch my professor uh, fight in Brazil, yeah, like for sure. compete in Brazil. Like the, a couple of weeks ago, that was BJ Star. Yeah, BJJ Stars. BJJ Stars. So that fight, so we got that, and you're the reason. I bought Flow Grappling, <laughs> and I thought I was doing a monthly payment because my wife wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> And they freaking hit me with a year at like 150. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I got to tell her. But I turned it on when I told her. And I was like, yeah, that's my professor. And she's like, that's, well, he's so good. And <laughs> yeah, no, that was, and it was, it, it was a cool tournament. Like, it was a, good, a different setup, huh? Like, uh, I think the last time that we had something like this was like Miller Morris. I don't know if you yeah. guys ever watched it. The professor's competing. Yeah. Hold it. No, we went. So we went we to that. We saw you. We saw you compete. I think you were. Were you a blue belt? Uh, no, no, no. The one that you guys went was like at the, at the Gracie's Academy, yeah, correct? No, yeah, but, yeah. Well, in the, Torrance. The, the brothers, the one you're talking about, they competed at the Mercedes Museum yes, in LA. Exactly. You know where Biggie got shot? Yeah. That's the museum that that oh, they were at. That was uh, a, a big set, a big yes, stage. Exactly. A big stage. And uh, the, actually, that tournament right now is the, the biggest tournament in Brazil. And I probably worldwide and it was pay-per-view in brazil because it, yeah it's pay-per-view in brazil and it's actually what they're trying to do is super cool they're trying to do like ufc style where there's divisions and people fight constant uh consistently there there's people that are gonna like fight for the belt and like defend their belt and like the weightings a day before all the like the testing and everything like it's crazy and uh i sat down at first we're you know we're, we went to the tournament just trying to showcase her work and compete and then after i spent a week in brazil just having meetings with the with the owners of this organization and people that organized it with the ceos and everything 
and uh, it's part of the project now. And my what I'm trying to do is to try to build my brand as their athlete. Like I'm gonna try to build up to be like holding the belt on their on their tournament because uh, I think it's gonna be the next big thing because. We see a lot of times people doing like big tournaments and like Metamore is a good example. Like they come in, they throw like a huge tournament and like they throw these really cool super fights and then they don't do it again. Yeah. No, yeah. that was a couple of years ago. Because, the one. And because there's just no money coming back. And yeah. then this one is pay-per-view Every unless you're outside of Brazil. But in Brazil, it's pay-per-view. So I'm they're making good money with it. They're making good money with it. And... I'm sure they want to spread this pay-per-view worldwide, and they're going to make good money, and they're paying the athletes good. It's, it's a huge project that they have in mind. At first, they were kind of like losing money, like investing it. Yeah. But then I think now that they're finally seeing return, they want to throw in like at least five of them a year. So they, I mean. Where is your trophy, by the way? My trophy, I left it back home. I actually gave it to my grandma. Oh, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That's of course, cool. he's got a nice story about it. So <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. So watching it, I was nervous. It was like I was yeah, competing. I, I like. I was standing up, watching when you're fighting, yelling at my TV, yeah. and then, but dude, two minutes in, I was like, I was like, oh, Professor, fuck, got this. Dude. <laughs> well, Johnny and I both were like, it looks like he's rolling with us. <laughs> dude, you cut right through him. You cut right through him, and like, Man. and like masterful performance yeah <laughs> i wish now, i could do that didn't that was that like a did you notice like after that because i i saw like your instagram there's a lot of like people around you the next day like you looked like he looked like an nba guy that was like going to the gym the local games like uh signing autographs yeah <laughs> it was crazy because uh so i went i stayed in the in sao paulo after my fight i had all those meetings and uh those uh conference calls and then i went to my city to visit my family and i don't know where i got invited to go to a jiu-jitsu tournament i didn't even know they were having a jiu-jitsu <laughs> tournament in brazil and i was like uh sure i will go <laughs> and that was just a lot of people that was just a they lot all of recognize at you the, at the tournament and then i so i went with my grandpa right because my grandpa, my my grandparents picked me up at the airport with my parents, and uh, I haven't seen them in a little bit, so they they're a little bit older, so they miss me. And I was like, let's just go by the tournament. It's gonna be quick. I'm just gonna go in, and say hi to the person that organized, and I'll leave. It's just I knew who organized. Like I've known him for a long time, but I was just gonna say hi just to be nice and then leave. But we ended up being there for like two hours <laughs> and then my, my 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 grandparents they're from the countryside so they don't even have phones so did you just get swarmed they were like <sighs> so at first when i got there i just came in as, as a regular person and uh <laughs> the actually was funny because the lady that was giving the the tickets she didn't know me so she charged me and i was like sure i'll pay for it no problem so i pay i, I paid to get in and then, boom, every, I just couldn't move anymore. And then I was like, this is getting a little bit out of hand. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, where is my grandpa? And then when I found him, I was like, I don't think this is a good place for you to be. And you, even have, you, even, you didn't even get your vaccine yet. So, <laughs> And then I, I had my parents taking care of them, taking them to the car because it was like too crowded. And then I ended up taking a bunch of pictures. And what was crazy is that not even taking pictures, but people were coming. I don't know how they knew I was going to be there, but they were coming in with 
pictures of me. <laughs> like pictures <laughs> Shut of me. Up. Like they print on a paper, like a picture of me. And did, then I did was they like, have you sign them and autograph them? Yeah, and I was like, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing with this picture? But it was fun. It was, it was good. Uh, I had a good back and forth. But like I said, again, I think I'm not used to that because I was like talking to each one of them for like five minutes. And that's what it took oh, so long. Oh, that's why it took you so yeah. long. Yeah. So, people, you know, people, not that they were mad, but it took long because of that. Uh, next time I will make sure that I will talk for a little bit and then I move on to the next one. <laughs> well, it was a good experience. It was good. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the whole tournament stopped. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and now I, it's not, I was, I got kind of a little uh, overwhelmed at first. Yeah. And then, uh, but it was nice afterwards. A lot of people I knew and like they knew me since I was like very little. And my city is actually, I guess my dad does this because in Brazil, you know, if you're from one team, then you're the enemy for all the other teams. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? And it doesn't matter where you show up or how big you are, you're always going to be the enemy. And what I've always done, and my dad was, uh, he has a company in Brazil, and he's been always friendly and always helped a lot of people from the Jiu-Jitsu community. So I think they show love back. And th that's something that on that seminar I saw because I put 400 people from the same city and probably from 20 different schools on the same map. My dad hired security. Not for me, but for the the term or the event, they say like we need to have security because if something goes down, these are people that hate each other, and they're oh. sharing the same mat. It's not gonna be good, and it's crazy. Like since then, then my city started changing because now they're they're exchanging seminars from each academy because of the COVID. Like they're going back and forth. Like hey, I'll teach a seminar in your academy. You teach one of mine. Yeah, yeah that's cool. When before we did that seminar, this would never even cross your mind. You have no idea these guys would fight in tournaments. They would see each other and they would... And they, yeah. are, they always... Like, me, I remember me as a kid and being in the same... Like, in the adult environment in my gym. And they would they would say in front of me, they were like, if we see these guys, we're fighting them. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like... And that that's what Jiu-Jitsu was back then. I was like, that's... I mean, I kind of feel that way with Dawn Patrol in the 6 p.m. class. <laughs> Hey, did Professor Nick tell you uh, I was driving by at night and I saw Tommy? You know, Tommy. Yes. What was about that? Well, so does, he does Tommy posted. Listen to this? Tommy, listen to this. <laughs> yes. Does it? Tommy, this message is for you. Okay. So if, if we see you, if we see you and I'll be watching, I'll be hiring people to be watching you. <laughs> if I see you step your toe, not even your foot, but your toe on that mat at 6 p.m., don't even think about getting your black belts pretty soon. <laughs> yes, you hear it here, Tommy. You and your dingy brown ghee has been put on notice. So he, he posted, posted on, on Facebook like, hey, I'm going to 6 p.m. And I drove my family to Kava to get something to eat. Yeah, yeah, and Kava. I fucking saw he him. He saw that. Pose. I saw I mean, him. It's, it's, it's not hard to see it, huh? When no, it's freaking a sea of white and then freaking brown <laughs> ghee. So he let he left his family at dinner. I'm like, okay, order me food. I got to go back to AOJ real quick, and I march in. And let me just say too, Dawn <laughs> Patrol is way bigger class. But anyway, <laughs> that's not here nor there. Uh, Professor Nick was like, "Hey, what are you doing here? Where's fucking Tommy?" <laughs> and he's like, "Over there." I'm like, "Tommy, what are you doing drinking at 6 p.m.?" And so 
apparently Professor Nick thinks I'm a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> but then you know what Tommy did? He called out Nick, who's like, well, he's training at 6 p.m. too. Another, another, another Dawn Patroller. <laughs> and I'm like, what the crap is going on? Tom- I think it was like you just left town and they're like. Screwed. Tommy just ratted out other Dawn Patrol hey, people. Hey, when the cat training. is out, the mouse play. Huh? <laughs> I know. They're just like, screwed. I'm not getting up early. Okay, so right after this, we're going to write down their names. And tomorrow, <laughs> okay. tomorrow I'm going to call out right before class starts it. I'll be like, but to be honest, I'm not gonna like get mad at them. I'm just gonna tell them leave. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. I'm just gonna say, hey, you're now a 6 p.m. guy. I'm you're sorry. a 6 p.m. You need to return your patch. I need the patches back. I yeah. need all the patches no, 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 back. No, no, We're gonna no, rip no, them off. No, dude. no, throw your patches away. Burn them. <laughs> no, we that's got, true. We got more. No, that. And dude. you know what I'm gonna say? Go ask the 6 p.m. for patches. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Now I've seen on your Instagram that <laughs> you have a pretty full schedule. Like, what what fights you you're you're doing seminars and you have some some uh, matches coming up. Yeah. So I do next week. I compete again in IBJJF and Austin Open, and then uh, the week after I will compete in Miami. It's like the Abu Dhabi organization, and then I'll wait for Penn. So I'm gonna take probably three or four weekends off competition just to focus on the training for pants because like it's gonna be a big one and then right after that i go back to brazil and i compete at wj stars again and is that gonna be on pay-per-view again and all i mean for you guys can be on flow yeah for uh for the brazilians can be on pay-per-view to be honest i don't know what's better flow or the pay-per-view like well i mean i'm really like i like flow like i mean that's come a long. It's come a long way, and their channel. We were talking about it the other day. Their channel has gotten a lot better as far as, as far as content. Like we discovered the, the Daisy, Daisy Fresh. Fresh is like a show on it that like follows, oh, cool. follows a gym. That's crazy. We'll talk about it off there. <laughs> uh, actually, it's kind of funny with Daisy Fresh. Uh, I know who, those guys. Those guys that. Uh, they they have the Andrew Wills guy and all the other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they the Hillbilly them. Hammer. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny. So when I was watching that series, I got sucked in. Dude, all the bad guys are like AOJers. <laughs> like you see. Uh, oh, like when they. When yeah, they, they like lose. they're going up against yeah. like. Uh, I mean, Zach was on there and freaking uh, Mateus was Mateus. on there. <laughs> and it was like oh dude those are my guys and yeah so um then didn't, i think mateus just beat the hillbilly hammer too yes he did <laughs> actually no he just said so when you were gone mateus came to class and i was like hey i saw your uh your when you were on daisy fresh and he was like yeah all for 15 seconds <laughs> and he was like yeah i just beat the hillbilly hammer like a week ago and he was like it was crazy i had like 50 people cheering against me oh yeah yeah he was like it was crazy but um yeah no it's kind of like it's nice to you know and go, hey i trained there but then <laughs> i have to tell people who watch because uh you were fighting and i had some friends over the house who don't train jujitsu and they're like are you that good yeah <laughs> yeah i am he's my professor so i'm that good <laughs> but no you're pointing at all like the world champs and you're like dude i would never be that good ever yeah, Jonathan, you. But that see, that's the cool part about <laughs> jujitsu. Like, you can't start basketball and go play with Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. Yeah, for sure. But jujitsu is something where, especially in America, yeah. you can you can train with all your heroes. Yeah, but I think to be honest, once financially wise goes up, it just tends to get harder to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
like uh right now i've been like teaching a lot of seminars and i have a couple seminars like set up i actually have one this weekend and uh oh where's that colorado oh dang yeah right. is it that is it far never been there. it's not that i mean it's a couple hour flight be, yeah like three hour flight oh, okay and uh I but actually, it's a mile up so the altitude's gonna kill you <laughs> oh really yeah but i uh like i said it's just gonna get harder for people to do that because like with the media and everything it's just easier to get in contact but then it's gonna be harder to actually meet up in person you know what i mean so people are gonna do a lot of online instructionals and they're gonna be making like seminars online and all that stuff and like like i said it just tends to get harder like like it's of course never gonna get to the NBA because we're talking about like millions and millions of dollars. He's he's basically telling us, Chris, that one day uh, he will not return. He will our not calls. have time. Yeah, he <laughs> won't have time. It's like I'm not gonna be on your podcast. Uh, well, but you know too. Real quick, on a side note, once you promote Johnny to black belt, he's gone. He's gonna quit. They lie. Did he's gonna know, quit. He's gonna quit. I mean, but I'm afraid everyone will just show up in my house. Com- at least you're coming now, huh? What about people that are quitting now already? I know. Oh, <laughs> what? Wait, wait. <laughs> what? What's the guilt? What was it? Was that this offensive? freaking B app? You know what? what? Why are you feeling guilty? Chris. Did I did I did I mention your name? Chris. I didn't say Chris. <laughs> you took that. So this is the thing. I got the crew, like Wendell and John, who oh, who speaking of John, real quick. He told us after your uh, last fight, the B, uh, BJ, BJJ, BJJ <laughs> stars, stars uh, that you gave a shout out to the 6 a.m. class. I did. Yeah. He was yeah. like, yeah, Ugh. he told us because we didn't. He's like, yeah. I mean, he we, listened to it. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He translated for us. Wait, wait, wait. What did he say? I want to. He was like, I mean, wait, Jean- he was happy or he was like. Oh, no. He was like, hey, <laughs> I thought he was messing with us. He was uh, like, yeah, Professor Tynan said he gave a shout out to the 6 a.m. class. His students at 6 a.m. And we're like, shut up. No, he didn't. He's like, no, 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 I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what? Yes. Yeah, that's us. And, and that was after you smoked that guy. So we're like, yeah. <laughs> we helped Professor Tynan win. He looks at us and says, I never want to be that bad. <laughs> An example of not to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Hey, Chris, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, because I'm consistent. I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like... like five you know days. what, motherfucker? Listen, I, you're actually, like I said, you're doing this yourself. You got to set a good <laughs> example, Chris. Whenever you become a black belt, kids are going to be looking up to you. I mean, yeah. I'm really this close to saying I'm going to be there tomorrow, but then I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be there tomorrow. It's okay. We don't expect you to be there. <laughs> oh, now I'm fucking coming. <laughs> now I'm going to be there. I'm going to go three days this week. Hey, but one thing, listen... It's not being a black belt. It's not. Just not I don't want to be a black belt. Oh, you want to be one no, day. No, this is well. One day. One don't day. One day. Yeah, but I'm not like Johnny who's thinking I need to get it like tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, I looked at Professor Gee today, and I was like, "Hey, Professor, you know, whenever you show up to class, Johnny thinks today's the day." And he was like, "Nope." <laughs> hey, today's the day every day, Chris. That's 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 my m- mindset. Hey, tell him <laughs> what's your new job, Johnny. <laughs> Tell, tell, tell Chris, what's your new job? I, what is it? To, ma- to make sure you show up? Oh, you know? I, got, I'm, I'm now your, uh, I'm going to check in with you to make sure you're attending class now. That's Wait, you're my freaking jujitsu sponsor? Yeah. Keeping me, uh. I'm keeping you, I'm keeping you honest and consistent. I now. can't exactly. wait. That's, that's what you call friend. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I'll fucking show up tomorrow. And I'm not going to be happy about it. I, I'm think, gonna, I think five days next And the week. rest of my crew is not going to be there. 
I mean, Andrew's gone all week. Wendell, Wendell and John won't See, be there. I'm going to call Wendell and John I, and tell them to show up. I'm your training partner. I'll be there. I know, you have but a training I don't partner spar- every day you go. Dude, I don't spar with you. You're <laughs> I'm my your no training role. partner. You're, I know, but you're a horrible training partner. Hey, I but listen, Johnny has been... Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember seeing Johnny this consistent. What happened, Johnny? Actually, tell us about it. Damn, I'm getting from my black belt. <laughs> 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 <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even noticed that. <laughs> oh, really, Johnny? Is that on the radar? <laughs> hey, why don't you... <laughs> What what happened last week when there was promotions? What what happened at the end of that when the, the bag it's, the bag ran out, Chris? Yeah, and what did you hey, do? Hey, listen, listen. I stuck I, my head in the bag. No, you threw your brown belt <laughs> at uh, your professor. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, I already I already explained to Johnny. We ordered black belts. We're out of them, <laughs> and they're gonna be here in about two years. <laughs> two years. Two it's no, because, I, it's was, because somebody's bringing them. You know the thing <laughs> is when you posted that. I was laughing, and I was like, the best part was like, Johnny's Johnny's at home crying right now. No! (laughs) No! I already have it right here, Chris. Hey, that's it. (laughs) Hey, you know where the black ball starts? Right up here. (laughs) Yeah, and Johnny's like, I don't fucking care about that. I want it right here. (laughs) I want it right here. Does it help me for pictures? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and he plants his his outfit. Okay, if today's the day, I need to wear my good gear. I need to wear my good gear. No, because anyone I've ever seen get a black belt, they always get it, and then they go like the next time they yeah, go. Yeah, because they're have wearing their, like, their crappy gear. Yeah, it's they, always. So always. this is the thing I told you before: if I'm not there, you cannot give Johnny <laughs> his black belt because I will Chris, be devastated. You wait, gotta wait till I'm there. Who wants to get it first, you or Johnny? No, Johnny. I don't even want it. Oh, I mean, okay, I'm okay, like, okay. I'm good. I I am so good. Being, I have like. There are yeah. things I need to work at. A lot of things. Yeah, I think you do too. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's fucking laughing right now. So do you, asshole. But you still think you're a black belt. Hey, you know what I don't have to work on? Training five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> this interview sucks. <laughs> this is the worst interview we've ever done. I didn't like this. Tables have been turned. Uh, well, Professor Tynan, thank you very much for coming on. Taking time out of your busy you're, schedule. No problem. I you're the first it. professor we, active on duty professor we've ever had on the show. Who's Usually we get them when they're going out the door. Yeah, their, when they're leaving. They're they opening can't. their next academy. And so real quick, the last question I'm going to ask you: Were you warned about Johnny and I before you started teaching Don Patrol? Were they like, "Oh my God, these guys are out of control"? Uh, no, actually, I, I've saw Johnny there multiple times because it's <laughs> Donovan used to train. I used to train Donovan. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then uh, that's when I, I started seeing Johnny coming more, and and then I finally started teaching, and then, of course, right in the first class, you get to see who's who. So well, so we were quiet, Chris, so we, it probably took a while for him to notice us. You know, I kind of felt like we've had when, the break. When, yeah, but when was like the breakthrough that you guys were like, I feel like we, we can talk. We, we can. broke him. Um <laughs> Dude, I remember you made a joke about something, and I was like, "Oh, we got him! <laughs> yeah. We got him!" Here's here's pretty game right off the bat, right dude. out of the gate. We've had a couple of professors that were just like, like Professor Danny. He circled up class once. <laughs> he got mad and circled up class and was like, "All right, everyone, your jujitsu will get better if you stop joking around and laughing." Oh, and true. he was with Kinji. And when Kinji, this and I, he totally so got he, mad. So, Chris so is this asshole at- sitting. 
across the mat like <laughs> I was doing this just shaking my head like I can't believe but we we around. broke we broke Professor Danny he we yeah. wore him down and then Ian was you know, Ian was down Ian was game for the start dude, dude. he was freaking <laughs> cheeching and chonging uh yeah so with uh, and and, uh, and Alexis I I knew for forever and his brother Goo yeah, like we he, we kind of had a we already knew him before he became our professor. So, but I feel like you came out of the gate just talking shit. <laughs> I felt like I, at my first week I was like, I'm gonna go in, go very serious, military style, and I'm that, gonna put these guys to work. And that didn't <laughs> that didn't last. But then I was like, if I do that, they ain't coming. He's, he's like, I'll kill them. <laughs> I know, dude. Johnny and I have to run around the map more than like five times. We're like, dude, we got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we, he's always coming up with excuses. Oh, so last week when we brought in donuts for your oh, wife's yeah. birthday. Sophia ate all of them. Jo- <laughs> Johnny was like, hey, we'll just get him in the morning. We'll miss warm-ups. And yeah, then we'll, that was my idea. And, then we'll, and I, so I got up early and got him. I'm like, no. We're there the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, that That's was like your mindset, Chris. That was That's the black belt mindset. Yes. <laughs> Eat it. But then when he gave your wife the donuts, he says, "We only did this so you could give us our black belt." No, I said that <laughs> Johnny just did this because he wants <laughs> you to give him his yeah, black belt. He, he just attacks me. He just attacks me. It's yeah. all it's all transference. Well, but the one thing that I give credit to Johnny is that he's true to himself. You know, like I want the black belt. That's it. That's like <laughs> that. That's his. Hey, he's consistent. Yes. <laughs> At training and just wanting his black belt. Yes, I've yeah, There we go. All right. Got him for his <laughs> black belt. How long have you been training, Johnny? Since the school opened. So 2012. 12? You're the first guy there? I was I was part of the first the first people. First I grew up with Pat Tenori. But zero uh like zero experience. No. I had no idea. No, I had no idea. I had I'd never even planned on doing jujitsu. But Pat, how come you went there? Pat Tenori said, I'm opening up a gym across oh. the street. I think you should do it. And he made that offer to a bunch of people that he grew up with. And only me and like one other person took him up oh, on really? it. Wait, they still train? No. Oh, I see. But, but he made that offer and, uh, and I did it. And my wife at the time said, you won't, you won't keep at it. Oh, she kind of challenged you? Yeah. And like, that's, that's, that's always been my motivation. Anytime somebody's like, when I got sober and they said, you, you won't stay sober. That's, uh, I see. I see. That, like, that's pretty cool. I do it. I do it just out of pure. So that's hatred. why I keep saying that. Wait, yeah, exactly. Then what happens when you get your black belt? I keep going. <laughs> okay. That's Chris's. That's Chris saying. I I'm terrified that I. Live, Everyone thinks you're gonna quit. I live too close to the school to where I feel like. Yeah. If I stop, that right, it, there right. would just be. Somebody <laughs> knocked. I almost did on my. I almost stabbed one foot off the mat and I just knocked on Johnny's house. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I can just and, send him. And he still drives there. <laughs> and and st- yeah, I feel like, no, serious, no. You, if every, morning, every morning you're taking up one parking spot. People are being fighting over that. Like People drive miles, like it's, miles. It's true. For that parking spot. It's and, true, Johnny. And you're, you're, you're how, taking have you, How far are you from and the gym? S- sometimes I even park in the handicap parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> you got to beat Maria. <laughs> you got to beat Maria. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we have a lot of fun in Dom Patrol. We do, dude. The class is awesome. It, it is an awesome class. It's a good class. I I invite anyone to come check out that class. No, too. actually, no. It's too crowded. <laughs> Go to six p.m. <laughs> Go to six p.m. Except Tommy, you're no. on notice. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, six a.m. It's awesome. I just I'm just a little bit. Uh, 
disturbed by you just handing patches out there. You know? <laughs> hey, it took me as a professor how how long to get my patch? You go, we didn't give it to you right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. No, now we get kids. Just but Johnny was in. like, "Hey, I want my black belt. I want my black belt." No, we were actually <laughs> talking about this before the uh, before the uh, we, we started recording, and uh, that's crazy. People are actually asking you guys for patches. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. They, uh, you know what? And it was started as a joke. Yeah, that's what I heard. The patch was just like that was when we, hey, had we eight should people. Do, yeah, <laughs> eight people. We should just do a patch. We could put them on our gi and let everyone know we trained at six a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then, dude, people like, like I will give it to people now. Uh, and the class is so big, I'll give it to people. I don't know their names. I'm like, hey, guy, here's a patch, dude. They like, oh, dude, I've been wanting one of these. Like, now I'm legit. Like, now I'm part of the crew. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, and I noticed <laughs> there's like, there's blue belt crews now and stuff, too. They'd oh, like, yeah. People are getting, there's uh, actually, they had a really, they did. And uh, that was a good idea. And I want to do it too. They got a group and they went to Brazil, like on like a little jujitsu vacation. Dawn Patrol? Yes. Yeah, so you got like Leo. Uh, the wolf, not the the brown bear wolf. Aaron, Aaron wolf. Aaron wolf. Uh, Carl, Carl went, and like two other guys went. No, oh, sh- when was this? Well, this was like uh, before COVID. That was awesome. We've we've done as a group. We went like how many people were in New York trip? Oh, uh, but you guys went to visit then, yeah? When Danny opened his gym, and then yeah. we then we did another road trip when uh, King Daniel opened his gym in Vegas. That's right. That's right. No, I want to do like a trip to Brazil. Dude. I, I, like with the Dawn Patrol, I think it's going to be awesome. Like we got a group of like 10 guys. Uh, we, we buy the tickets before. We plan like maybe we go on a tour throughout the whole Brazil. If I'm if I'm doing like a seminar tour, we do like a, a seminar tour. It's going to be awesome. Done. I'm, totally I'm there. Johnny is saying he'll go, but he won't. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going. I, I write this I'll year. just ask my mom, Chris, because <laughs> I was born and raised down here, and that's what we do. <laughs> uh, this year, I'm doing a seminar tour in December. But right at, like after every, everybody gets vaccinated and after COVID gets a little bit easier, I want to definitely uh, give that idea to the 6 a.m. class. Oh, oh dude, damn. I'm, That'd be I awesome. mean, I know. I mean, the crew, like Jean. They're actually going again. That same uh, really yes they're going again to brazil see that's I don't really know if cool it's november or something but they're going again it's awesome yeah no that is it's cool that they have their they have their crew they have their crew and then yeah. they no, came no, no, but if no if it needs to be because uh if we all go it's gonna be like 20 people yeah Dude, that would be Damn. awesome no i'm for sure i mean i gotta get my wife to sign off yeah, on don't it don't say for sure no i mean what's hey. the name of your wife what's her name jamie hey jamie Oh, she doesn't Please. listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please, would you, whenever this happens, this idea that we're coming up with, please, would you let Chris go with us? We're going to take care of him. We're going to make sure we keep him on track. And he's just not allowed to go out on the streets at night. And hey. he's only, he's <laughs> only going to do jiu-jitsu. That's right. Because he's a jiu-jitsu freak. Hey, can we go to uh, Columbia and score some drugs? No, we can't do that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you once again for uh, joining our podcast, Professor Tynan. Thank you for having me, guys. And I'm glad we finally established that I'm your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, Johnny, I'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. I think Whoa, might. hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be
Who's going to speak first? Because I'm not saying then we're back. <laughs> All right. This is the part where we give our recommendations. I'm just going to jump into it because Johnny needs two. Yeah. His recommendation and then a fucking song that I don't listen to. Anyway. Uh, so surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm going to recommend another book. Uh, the book is by uh, Kelby Los. Fuck, dude. Really? Every fucking time. Every time. Every time, bro. Dad, nobody even heard that, dude. I heard it. Uh, Kelby Losak, the book is The Way We Came In. Uh, it was published in 2018 by Broken River Books. It's a small indie publisher out of Oklahoma. So this is the... It's. I like... I've gotten into like short like novellas, like short, like under 100 pages. So this is like... You basically read in one sitting. 102 pages, and the premise is my twin brother just got out of jail. He's got some ideas. That's the premise. Dude, you do realize your past three have been about, like, bank robbers and special needs bank robbers. Yes, yes. Uh, So, again, I would throw (laughs) this under, like, hillbilly noir i'm reading a bunch of crime shit but this kid is now i don't even know if you're going you're going to utah for a wedding or a bank heist chris doesn't matter i'm beginning suspicious doesn't matter (laughs) uh so it so this guy this author kelby losak is 27 years old he makes cabinets but he writes and he just does not give a fuck and he just Writes whatever he wants, and he's totally happy getting published by indie publishers. Uh, he has a, actually a podcast um, called Heathenish. Um, it's kind of meandering a little bit, but he has some cool guests like writers on and rappers and stuff. Uh, but I'm not recommending that. I'm recommending the book, uh, The Way We Came In, about twin brothers who are embarking on a life of crime. So, so th- does the other twin... Is, is he like his brother, or is he just like, fuck it, I'll just go do what my bro- twin brother wants? Pretty much, yeah. He's totally on board. Like, they don't have any money for rent, so they concoct a plan and execute it. Hi. Sounds good. <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. So, <laughs> anyway, Kelby Losack, The Way We Came In, I recommend it. What's your recommendations, Johnny? Uh, I'm going to recommend the uh, the Apple TV. Was it Apple Plus? What's what's your streaming service? Uh, the one I gave you. No, what's the, what's the Apple's one? I think it's just Apple TV. Right? Is it Apple TV? Yeah. I I don't know because I don't have it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to re- recommend the show uh, Mythic Quest. What is it called? Mythic Quest. Okay. 
It's uh, the same. It's a lot of the people that are involved with It's Sunny, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. They have a, a show. One of the guys is the main character on the show. And a couple of them pop up. And Charlie Day is creator and a writer on the show. Um, and it's about a video game company. And, uh, and, and the dysfunctional people that all work there. And how they, they have the like most popular game out and how they're constantly trying to keep it that way. So uh and it's it's really funny. Like sounds good. No, it's it's awesome show. Okay. They, they have I, had two seasons. I have Apple TV, so I can check it out. I got it free with my new purchase of my iPhone. So. What's your password? Muff Diver Six Duh. <laughs> All right, what song are you going to play that I'm not going to listen to? Dude, yeah, I got to say the pandemic has really been hurting uh, new releases for music. All the bands I like, I just keep reading how they're fucking, <laughs> they're just, they just shelved their albums all for a whole year. Like they didn't get to tour this well, summer. They, can't tour, huh? they didn't get to tour this summer, so they're all like, we'll see you right before summer next year. They're all saying it'll be out before summer 2022 now. Oh, they're not touring now. No, not not a, some bands are, but a lot of bands aren't because they didn't. They just didn't know. Huh. All right. Um, but it's summertime, so Revolution came out with an out reggae album a couple weeks ago. I just picked uh, I picked the song uh, "Heavy as Lead," and it's uh, if you notice the drum beat is pretty much a r- exact rip off of uh, when the levee breaks, Led Zeppelin. And it's got some. You know, it's reggae, dude. Can't be I mad th- at it. I think I've heard of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> Should have picked that, dude. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess that's our podcast. Let's hear that song. All right. <laughs> But not what you think There's no green, no drink I need a sip of positive things Nah, no tricks, real dreams I need a dose of nothing You roll up, I'm on the clock this time And when I'm all done and out of war one You know I get real high So how do I get through? You know, sweat off my back Yeah, how do we get through? This life's real, but that's what we live for. Come heavy as lead, won't let nobody ever take me down. Oh, hold steady my head when the world is crumbling all around. Oh, no pressure, no stress, I'm better, I'm best when the dark surrounds. Oh, come heavy as lead, won't let nobody ever take me down. Oh, hold up, hold up. Can we take a minute, can we post up, post up? Gather our strength, can we roll up, roll up? All the inner troubles, let it burn up, burn up Watch it rise through the air And let it brighten up the sky tonight We got a real light, and we prepared And to my people, yeah, it's dark tonight We got a real light, and we're not scared How do I get through? You know, sweat off my back, yeah, how do we get through? Life's real, but that's what we live for Come heavy as lead, won't let nobody ever take me down 
less, I'm better. I'm best when the dark surrounds. Oh, come heavy as lead, won't let nobody ever take me down. This is what we live for Come heavy as lead Won't let nobody ever take me down oh. Hold steady my head When the world is crumbling all around oh. No pressure, no stress I'm better, I'm best When the dark surrounds oh. Come heavy as lead Won't let nobody ever take me down